Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for episode number four, recap number two of Obi Wan Kenobi, the Disney Plus sequel to Revenge of the Sith. That's all that matters. It's a sequel to the prequels. It's a prequel sequel. <laughs> and uh, we are here for the third last episode and the second time we've been here this season. Uh, to talk about episode four, A New Hope, or was it episode seven, The Force Awakens? Or was it episode four of Obi-Wan? I think they're kind of all blending together at this point. Uh, my name is Colin, and I'll have to mo- tell my... One more try. <clears throat> yeah. My, my name is Colin, and I'll have to tell my father first. That's okay, right? Um, Good quote. Uh, and my name is... <laughs> Why am I backing you out? Mine's even worse. My, na- <laughs> my name is Ben, and... Traitor! I, I I I have no quotes to this episode. Oh, you gotta love the call forwards to Finn oh, and uh, so what's his glad. name? Trader guy. Finn, Finn and what's his name? Trader guy. Yes. Why T-R-H-T-R. can't they like TR? Why can't you be like? Do you want to buy some death sticks? Uh, <laughs> that's that's what we're, we're era we're in right now, right? Uh, yeah, I really don't know how to feel about this episode. I I, I I'm definitely not not entertained. Uh, I am definitely enjoying it still but i guess every tv show no matter how short it is no matter how few episodes there are has to have that one filler episode that one throwaway and this is kind of it i mean the story is basically exactly i guess what we expected from uh the end of last week we're going on a mission to rescue baby leia um but i mean it was short it was barely over 30 minutes it was more or less all lifted from a new hope and some from the force awakens and uh, Obi-Wan was in it, and there's some frozen Jedi, I guess, or dead. They're in amber. That's what they're in. There's amber-eyed Jedi. One day they will extract DNA to clone. Um, and bingo, Jedi Jedi DNA. <laughs> Younglings will be back <laughs> in Star Wars world. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. I, I think that seems to be the general consensus. Just sort of looking online, people are like, that was okay. Um, you also forgot all the references to Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, please, Colin. Oh, um, my apologies. Look, I I enjoyed it. Like, it, it reminded me a lot of that. Was it Mandalorian Season 1 where they had the episode where they stormed the ship and everybody was like, oh, that's a shit episode. Um, oh, but, yeah. I re- but I really liked that episode. I mean, this isn't the best episode, but, like, I think the thing that I enjoyed about this episode is that it felt very new hopey in the fact that like just the sets and everything and it just it wasn't even just the fact that they're rescuing leia from like you know a base it was just the the feel of it like how we talked about during revenge of the sith how you know what was so good about the ending of that as at that point the way it's kind of like oh my god it feels like we're in the original trilogy like this kind of i feel did a really good job tying it into it um 
I I don't know. There was just something about this where I'm like, okay, I really like this episode. I think the problem that like I have is that this is episode four of a six part series, and it's like it doesn't feel like we're building up to something massive. You know, like this mm-hmm. feels like this should be like episode two or episode three. Or, like, we're going to have, like, an eight-episode or a ten-episode series. Like, we've only got two more episodes to go. So, that that was my biggest thing where I'm like, okay, I enjoyed this episode, but where are we going from here? <laughs> like, yeah. you gotta, where's my Qui-Gon? Um, <laughs> where's, more, where's more Hayden's beautiful face? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my only issue with it. But it's it's enjoyable. Like, it's, a, it's I didn't hate this episode. Yeah, you know, it's really fun. I think that um, my issue with it, I think, in part is that a lot of what they are kind of redoing from a new hope they already had done in the force Awakens, And maybe if we hadn't had the force awakens already kind of remaking this whole race, sneaking around on a base. Well, you know, uh, the, the villain is trying to extract memories from the person that's kidnapped. Uh, I probably would like a little bit more, but I think it's a lot of the little things we get to see in this episode that, uh, that, that makes it a little bit more fresh. Um, I mean, you said we didn't get Qui-Gon in this episode, which is unfortunate. It's the first one we haven't had anything to do with Qui-Gon. So we definitely know that Liam Neeson's coming, or maybe now he's not, because oh, halfway through the season, we dropped it. <laughs> we're going to see him in Amber, yeah, by the end of the season. Uh, but, uh, you know, getting to see Obi-Wan in the back-to-tank, you know, shirtless. I mean, who, mm. who doesn't love that? Um, I, I, I particularly liked Obi-Wan's little swim into the base, because we got to see the breather from the Phantom Menace again. Uh, and uh, we also got to see what I'm pretty sure is the, the the floating poo from A New Hope attached on the outside when he's swimming before he gets uh, up to the base. You see one of those tentacled creatures with yeah, the yeah, mouth yeah. that I'm almost certain is supposed to be the same like garbage compactor monster from floating A New Hope. Poo? Yeah, remember in A New Hope when they're the garbage compactor, the floating turd? Oh right, okay. I'm thinking like it's just like a scientific Star Wars thing where it's actually like the, flo- the it's like the ice cream maker. Remember the famous famous floating poo? Yeah. Um, oh, mean, so is that meant to be the trash monster? I think I think it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Again, I'd have to kind of look at some things, but uh, yeah. Then we get the Jedi's frozen in amber, which I mean, we're really lacking any big shockers so far this season, which which leads me to believe we're going to get something big in the next episode or or the finale. I, I'm going to assume the next episode is going to be the one that includes some type of big plot twist or big shocker because yeah. we're not really, I mean, yeah, he discovered a bunch of Jedi frozen in amber. Uh, to Obi-Wan, that's like, oh, what are they doing? But like, they're dead. You know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not, it's not like they're preserving a certain them point of view. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't really recognize any of these Jedi. I'm sure there's gonna be somebody who's like, that's the guy from issue number I, 26 of the comic. I watched um, a couple of videos. There's one, the first one you see is like something, someone from the Clone Wars. I think it's like uh, a Sokotan or something. And um, some there's a rumor that if you look carefully in the background, one of them's Mace Windu. I didn't see it. <laughs> um, of course. But is it, and is that a little youngling? Is he the one that Master Anakin? Well, what's going on? Is that was that him? No, I don't think so. But uh, but it does make you wonder because he's still got the helmet on. So mm. why are they? I mean, th- this is the Inquisitor's base. I mean, that's what we're visiting in this episode. And I also love that it's in the Mustafar system. It's a volcanic planet. Uh, this one is. A, <laughs> it is a water planet. You it has got there. water on the planet. <laughs> I would, when they said the Mustafa season, did you not want everyone to go like, "Ooh, that's a volcanic planet." Yeah, a volcanic planet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I don't quite understand how the younglings there because like this is just somebody that Anakin 
slaughtered? Like, do they just collect bodies? Because it's still wearing the same training helmet and everything, uh, you know, from the Jedi Temple. So the rest of them, if you look at all the other Jedi, they're not in Jedi robes. You know, a lot of them look disheveled. A lot of them look like the Unabomber. They're ones that have been in hiding like Obi-Wan has uh, for the last 10 years or whatever. So why that one youngling is just in there, who knows? But um, maybe we'll get some type of answer because the way that was revealed was almost like, oh, I can't believe this. But meanwhile, we're thinking like, yeah, we know that's the Inquisitor's job. I mean, they're, they're, they're killing Jedi. So they've kept a couple bodies. For what reason? We don't know. I, I saw a theory that it could be the Emperor to like do like Nazi experiments or whatever. Or maybe it's like, which doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense because I guess the cloning on Kamino, they were using Boba Fett people. But like they were mm-hmm. talking about how maybe that like he uses them for hosts. So maybe one of them is going to be Snoke, and you know maybe mm-hmm. one of them is going to be like him when he dies. So like that's what I saw some theory. Like it's got something to do with the Emperor and the cloning. I I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope that we don't have that many ties into the sequel trilogy because it's not just Fuck you, not- Dizzy. You've done that too much with other shit. Like, this is prequels time to shine. Well, and that's kind of my point is it's not even so much, oh, I don't like the sequels. I mean, I don't really like the sequels. Uh, but <laughs> the fact is we're like two trilogies away from that paying yeah. off, you know? Uh, if we're going to do anything, let's tie it into the prequels. Let's tie it into this, the original trilogy. But let's not work so hard to tie it in. And that's one of the... I'm not going to say issues that I have with uh, Reva when she's doing her, like trying to extract Leia's memories. Cause I guess Vader had that. I mean, if you look at return of the Jedi, Jamie was asking me, it's like, well, when did Vader find out about Leia? Uh, and I mm. said, well, it's in return of the Jedi when he's sort of reading Luke's thoughts. And it was only then I realized like, like he, he does have the same power. He just doesn't have mm. to sit there focusing, which I'm like, you know, pluck her eyeballs out like the way Kylo Ren and Reva do. But uh, so, yeah, maybe it's but at the same time, it's like, oh, so we don't see this again for how many decades? Like, yeah. And I think we also never saw a lot of Sith. We saw Vader and Emperor. And I also think that I mean, look, I'm yeah, I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of the sequel trilogy, but one thing I would like them to do, and I think this is what the Mandalorian will eventually end up doing. um, And maybe Boba Fett, if we get another season of it, is that you know, that set in between the originals and the sequels. So, like, I, I would like to see, you, you know, how, how does the First Order, like, yeah. and I know there's books and comics and stuff out there, but, like, that's, what, 30 years between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens? So, like, you've yeah. got a long gap, which there's a lot of, and we've always had questions about that. So that, to me, is, yeah, save that for The Mandalorian. Save that for another TV series. Like, like I would like to know. I would genuinely like to see, like, a Kylo Ren as a, kid or i don't know like it probably sounds dumb but like there are things like that which you could do in the sequel trilogy which would maybe make a lot of that make sense but it's not the time now like and it's not even just as a prequel fan it's like yeah uh, how all these like the cloning stuff wouldn't make sense if you start talking about that now like yes the emperor wants to make a backup of himself like so we get no mention of that in the original trilogy okay yeah yeah i mean do it if you want to have something taking place even in the mandalorian like you said boba fett time period that's Right, because I mean, that would have been the point when they started experimenting. I mean, even if you look at the timelines yeah. of Ray's father, uh, <laughs> which, but let's also go back to I, I, I don't, we never covered Rise of Skywalker, right? I'm sure we talked about it in our reviews. Uh, it, it can't be his granddaughter because she is the daughter of Palpatine. So it's like, is she his niece? Who knows? Uh, in, in all seriousness, though, that's something that would be good to explore again, be it in a separate show or something. And, and maybe it's in one of the books. I don't know. I don't read, but like Ray's parents, like the, the yeah. whole, like, and like, do, do we want to know how the fuck Palpatine 
fuck someone, had a <laughs> child, and then they had a child. Like, I mean, that is seriously like a big glaring hole from the sequel trilogy. So, mm-hmm. again, I'm sure Disney, they're announcing 58,000 shows every year. So, like, um, <laughs> I would like, I mean, we're getting a What's His Name Urso show, which the trailer for that, wow, doesn't that make me want to watch that? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that you called him Urso. <laughs> what's his name? No, that's Andor. the woman, isn't it? Yeah. Andor. <laughs> Urso. That's, that's a fucking rogue one. They're all, they're all dead. That would be um, one of those relationships where, like, hello, Mr. Urso. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, like, it's like, why do we get that? Like, why do we get that show? Uh, versus the Ray's lineage show. Like, that to me is mm. more of a plot hole that they've dug themselves into a hole I want to see. But anyway, here to talk about yeah. it, not Ray. Yeah, and I mean, with the Rise of Skywalker, we also said, in all fairness, one of the biggest issues with that is that they didn't explain anything, that they didn't set it, that it was clearly just, uh, let's just throw what we can against the wall, see what sticks. But uh, um, but yeah, there, there's there's plenty of opportunities later on. But even even with this, I mean, if it does eventually lead to clone, like I, I say, don't reveal that in this series. Yeah, you can have this tie into another one. Um, one of the things I guess we are talking spoilers. We should have mentioned that at the beginning. People probably figure that out by now. But uh, I guess the big plot hole. But I'm also glad that for once, Star Wars fans aren't like, oh, they made a mistake here. They're actually saying, oh, this isn't what we expected. So there's going to have to be some explanation later on. We talked just last week about uh, he only refers to himself as Ben to her mm-hmm. and that uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. No recognition of him. In this episode, Reva is constantly referring to him not only as Obi-Wan, but Kenobi. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if there's it, – it seems like most people are giving the benefit of the doubt. They're not just going to make a mistake with this. You know, what, what's it going to be? Is, is her mind going to be wiped by this? Does she decide, well, he didn't tell me that, so I want to – I'm going to be nice to Obi-Wan. He's like, so my name was Ben again. Nice to meet you. Don't know who this Obi-Wan guy is. What's an Obi-Wan? Like, so she doesn't want to, you know, let him know I know this, but uh, it it does kind of open up that question. Hey, how come she doesn't know in A New Hope? It's yeah. And I was thinking a little bit more about this and it it definitely raises the question, but in a weird way, it was kind of like too, well, you know, it's nine years he's passed. Like, yeah, you're going to remember like somebody, like if you've been kidnapped and gone through something like this, you're going to remember it. But yeah. at the same time, like, what's she going to be like? In, like, she, she's a senator. She's like a politician and she's trying to plea for help. And as we see at the end of Rogue One, when she's all like, you know, what is this hope? Like, what's she going to be like? Hey, everyone, sup, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, hope you're being doing well. Hope that beard went good and stuff. Like, like <laughs> she's like, and like, maybe, like, maybe this is going to be a plot line of like, keep this off the books. This was a secret. So, like, she's putting this out into the universe. So she could just be like, you know, like, hello, Obi Wan. Years ago, you served my father. Um, and then like when she's just like, you know, help me Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. And then it's, it's not like, I mean, I can't believe I'm defending this now. I was the one who brought this up the other week, but then it's, it's not like Obi-Wan then sits there and goes like, you know, Hmm, who's this young girl? Like straight away, he's just like, well, yes, we're going to go rescue her, you know? And Mm. then you also have that bit when, when Luke is, you know, like, I'm here to rescue. I'm here with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, it's like, she almost (laughs) like, you know, knows him. So yeah, like I, I can definitely see how it's creating more plot holes, but at the same time, yeah, I feel it is easily thrown away by like a, oh, forget this ever happened or never talk about this line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's not like it's not like they've dug themselves such a hole where it's like, why doesn't Leia in the message go, years ago I was kidnapped and you rescued me? Like it's not like yeah. that's a big plot hole that we've been dying to know about. So yeah. well, wow, when the special special editions come out yeah. uh, of the original trilogy, years yeah. ago you rescued me from Flea and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> and that woman that everyone hated. As you kind of say, 
um, in this episode, and like again, I, I we talked a little bit about this about how we don't understand how Moses Ingram is getting hate. Like, I think her character is brilliant in this episode. She was so good. Like, I mean, it's I was I've always been on board with her, but I just love kind of the interrogation scene and just like the bit with Vader at the end. Like, I I'm yeah, people who don't like yeah. her, like, why? What's wrong with her character? I could list fifty other Star Wars characters who are worse than her character. She's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about even during the prequels, like I don't even get a lot of the Jar Jar hate. I could see hmm. why people had issues with Jar Jar, though. I, I liked Jar Jar to a certain extent, um, but I could see why, oh, they probably just overdid it a little bit in The Phantom Menace or a lot of it, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't care for Rose as a character, but I didn't think she was as bad as many people made her out to be. But I'm like, I can I see... <laughs> But I also was able to see why, you know, realistically why, you know, there were issues with her. I haven't gotten anything at all about Reva. I, I think that most Singer's performance is fantastic, particularly Great. the scenes with Leia this week. Like the way that she was, my favorite moment in the entire thing was, it was uh, it, kind of the scene around where my opening line was, where she's almost convinced her, just tell me it's okay. Obi-Wan's dead, you know, uh, we're all here to help. And then when... She realizes Leia's playing and said, but I just want to tell my daddy first, you know? And she's like, oh, you're a clever one, kid. You're going <laughs> to die. Like, there's, there's something about her that's that's really interesting to watch. And it's not just about, oh, well, her character, you know, is, is evil or whatever, over the top, under the top, who knows? It's just there's something about her performance that is unique that I really appreciate. And like you said, the scene with, with Vader at the end, I mean, also talking about that scene, yeah, we got Vader again this weekend. I love that we're getting we're getting moments where we see Anakin. We're getting moments where we see a New Hope Vader, and then we're getting these moments where we're seeing Rogue One. You know, mm. and it's not that hard to believe. I think too often we're we're almost guilty of this episode saying like, "Well, how come she didn't remember that uh, you know Obi Wan Kenobi saved her?" But sometimes you you look at something you, you overanalyze like, "Well, everything has to be explained." You know, uh, Rise of Skywalker it would be nice for something to be explained, but you don't need everything to be explained. It would be very easy to get caught up in, "Well, how come Vader is just like." going crazy and choking people and throwing them aside in Rogue One. And even like we saw in last week's episode, how come he doesn't do that in New Hope? You could also just say he doesn't need to in a New Hope. He's surrounded by his own people mostly and mm. one brief scene with Obi-Wan. I mean, he's not going to be choking those people to death. And the only person he's that- killing his own people in the Empire Strikes Back. So it's not like- Yeah, he and he's, have, you, know. you, could, you could even explain that away. He's doing that from across the galaxy or for at least, you know, a couple hundred kilometers away at the very least. You know, mm. when he's face to face with somebody, it's a little bit different. So it's not like the powers we're seeing with him, like holding her up in the air and his fury is any different than what we've seen before. It's just, he's interacting with different types of characters. I mean, these are his minions. And even if we're, we're going to go a little bit further on to, uh, you know, Obi-Wan finding out that Vader existed last week, like a lot of people would probably have the question, well, how come everybody in the galaxy doesn't know Vader? Well, we also learn a new hope and even Empire's respect, not everybody in the galaxy even knows that much about the Emperor. I mean, mm. when the Tarkin is on the Death Star talking to Vader, he's saying, you're all that's left of that ancient religion. Like, most people don't even know the Emperor is a Sith. I mean, I would guess nobody. Why would the Emperor let that be public knowledge? I mean, he mm. would be a recluse. Vader is just a million people in the Empire would know who Vader is, but it's not like anybody else in the world would, especially since we're now 10 years in and Vader's mission is still 
hunting down the Jedi. I mean, he's had one mission for 10 years. It does not involve going to settle trade disputes and uh, it, I, I don't know, tracking down runaways on Tatooine or anything like that. Uh, his job is just to track down Jedi. So not a lot of people are going to know him. They might, oh, I've seen that guy somewhere. He's like a Bigfoot, you know? I saw mm. a fuzzy picture of him on the internet. <laughs> it's not going to be public knowledge. But, uh, but yeah, just to see him using those powers again where you're getting you're getting a bridge between anakin or revenge of the sith to the vader and a new hope with a little bit something that you haven't seen before i mean that was the one scene in this episode i'm like oh this is fantastic look what he's doing and she's gonna get it oh is she um one thing i just i re-watched last week's before i watched last night so one thing i didn't notice last week is in the lightsaber fight with vader and obi-wan that vader's only using one arm like he's, he's one yeah. he's kind of like kylo ren like in in uh or dooku um, yeah, literally using one arm. He's and like you know, everyone's like, ah, like two arms. And Vader's just like, eh, fuck you. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like one arm. Come on. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, I think one thing I weirdly appreciate is you could have so easily made this the Vader series. Like they, they haven't gone full Vader. Yeah. You know, like you, you get you never like go a full bit Vader. of Vader. You get a bit of a tease of him at the end of episode two. You get a bit of him that last week, and then you're gonna get like a you know a bit of him this week. So it's kind of like you know save him up for the end. It's it's it's. I mean, we didn't do the Boba Fett show, but obviously like you know that just basically became Mandalorian two point five by the end of it. Um, you know, it was fine. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like you, you just you just need a bit of Vader here, a bit of Vader there, and I I kind of like like I liked at the beginning how you've got Obi Wan in the Bantha tank and you kind of got that connection between the two of them because like. I think, like, you know, you lose that from A New Hope, from Revenge of the Sith, when you've just got the one scene between the two of them. Yeah. Where, like, like you've got to think about, like, Anakin and inside that helmet and everything about how, yeah, like, his former master left him to dead to burn. So of course, he'd be wanting to be after him. Of course, there would be, like, rebellious nature against each other and hatred and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's good that we're getting this, like, bridging area where you see the, the pain and anger from Vader and Anakin towards Obi-Wan and then the fear from Obi-Wan. Like, I like that. Like, I like you've got, like, fear from Obi-Wan from this, which mm-hmm. is good. And, like, I think it kind of is bridging the prequels to the originals pretty, pretty well. Uh, I guess, sad this week, we did get a little bit more of the, uh, I don't even remember, with Tala. I was going to call her Lala. Uh, Tala. <laughs> Lala. <laughs> the character from last week, the, the Imperial. Um, I, I think it's a bit of a stretch. Her uh, distraction of Riva. It's like, hey, I have some news. This is very important. I need to interrupt you. I know where they are. Like, but I love the way that Riva was playing off. Said, well, maybe you're lying. Maybe you're not. Maybe you wanted me to. Know that. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> uh, it, it was a good scene, but it's like uh, this lady would have been like dead in a second. I thought I thought they were actually about to like play another thing there, and that she actually is evil. Like, I thought she was about to be all like, oh, yes, that would have been on, nice. He's right here right now. Like, he's with yeah. the girl. I, I distracted you so that you can go find him, but I, I did this for play. Like, that would have been cool. But yeah, I like but, her. I like her. She's oh, nice. she's good. And she was good in Game of Thrones as well. I mentioned she was in that last week. Uh, I I still do have that question. Again, I am not, this is not anti woman in Star Wars at all, but I'm saying that it does. It does create another bit of a plot hole when you have not just her as an Imperial officer, but like we saw 50% females here. Now, sure, that's fine to do now or whatever, but like the original trilogy, it was all male officers. And it would be one thing you said, well, you just didn't see them in the original. We saw literally hundreds of them, like hundreds and hundreds and not one was. So now do they have to have a way to explain because of Tala, we will no longer employ those vengeful women. It's the women's fault all along. 
they're all gonna die. <laughs> they could be like a Vader. They, could, they could literally Vader's have like a line at the end of it go like, "We've got a shortage of women and they're all dead. Only hire men." Yeah, or I just want Vader to do like a purge. We have purged the Jedi. Now it is time to purge all the women of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> he just turns all chauvinist. None of, none of them are Padme. <laughs> Kill them all. I, I, I hate do them. Love- I hate all the women. <laughs> I, I love uh, all the different memes over the past week where um, people have caught on the same thing where, where what is it? Uh, Le- Leia is saying like, are you my real father? And then you'll see a picture of like Natalie Portman and like stripping in closer or something like that. And then they'll cut to Obi-Wan's like, I wish I could say I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's now become a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, 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 the empire is particularly dumb in this episode. And I don't know how she expected, like, did she expect to get away when there's the guy that's like, this is not your sector. And then she, the next thing you see, he's like knocked out. She said, "Don't worry, I what took care of it." What does she do with him in the closet? Like it's kind of like you see, like bashing. Like I swear, like she's going there for like seven minutes of heaven. Look it up, Colin. Um, like, <laughs> like she's just gonna like flash the boobs or something like that. And then all of a sudden, she's come out. And she's just like ruffling her hair a little bit. But like everyone else is still on the floor there. Like they're all still working. So like Empire, like lackey number seven, is just going. Duh, what was that noise in the yeah. closet? Oh, I'm gonna keep pressing my buttons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit silly. There's not really an explanation, but uh, it is the I, again, she, yeah, it, it, literally a stormtrooper gets knocked out with an open palm in this episode, Colin. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> what is the point of their armor? Seriously. <laughs> uh, even the little gunfight that we have, it's like it's a little bit, you know. Oh, these guys are. Whoa, whoa, oh, I don't know where. Where did she go? Who turned out the lights? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're all useless to the episode. But again, that ties into New Hope. And then we get like similar to A New Hope with uh, her and Obi-Wan on the communicators. You know, it's very much like 3PO R2, Luke and Han. And Leia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I did like the environment. It, it's weird mm. that like this is just an Imperial thing. And I was complaining the first three episodes of like everything just looks so generic. It, nothing looked like otherworldly like the, the george lucas look and even though this is just an imperial base like i thought kind of the the little bits of red light we saw were cool i thought the torture chamber looked big and fantastic so it was different it's um yeah so this you play this on um jedi whatever it's called fallen order um so there's like the final level is basically here and like so we, spoiler alert vader shows up at the end and kills the fifth sister or whatever it is in that game um and you like you see the battle. You gotta like run away from him, and it's in the torture chamber. Um, and then so like when you're like running away from Vader, and he's just basically like, uh, like he destroys. So you have a scene where you gotta run away from like the water, kind of like in this way. So yeah, like it's it's cool, and like I automatically recognize. I'm like, hey, that's from the game. Um, so it's kind of cool that they're tying that into it. Um, but no, I love the the set. Like I love the kind of you've got this giant penis thing in the water. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, like, I just kind of like when you get these, like, cool hidden empire. And it's one thing that, you, you know, yeah, like, is there too much Star Wars content now? Sure. But, like, at the same time, like, I like it when we can explore, like, a cool, like, an empire base. Like, I think we, like, Mandalorian when you had, what was his name, Titus Weller or whatever. And, like, you kind of like, yeah. you get, like, the, the ship and you just you get cool new environments. Like, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like you get a bit of an exploration of these empire things because we've talked about how you know, the empire across the galaxy, it's kind of like, you, you know, you just hear the evil, but like when you actually see things and do this, like it's, it's cool. So yeah, I love this set and I loved kind of like Obi-Wan stopping water and then like just oh yeah going through like the place like that. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it was a new Hopi, but so it's fine. It wasn't to me, like I see it, like obviously it's you know, rescuing Princess Leia from an Imperial base, but like 
it's not like The Force Awakens where it's kind of like, hey, everything is yeah. a new hope. This is just kind of like a bit of a homage it's, to it. It's not a Death Star. It's just sort of the, the setting and a lot of uh, yeah. throwbacks or, or throw forwards or whatever to what's going to come. Even like, but like, even if that the, the poo monster was the trash compactor thing, like, again, that's just like a little thing blinking. You miss it. It's there. But it's, like, it's not like fucking Force Awakens, like, trash compactor. Oh, I like those. Can we do that? Can we do that? It's like, oh, ha, 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 trash compactor. Yeah. Yes, we get it. Like, yeah, lol. Now we have to talk about. Uh, oh, this is going to be a tough one to mourn. Poor Wade. Oh um, no! Who no, is Wade? No, no, who is Wade? And here's the sad thing. Now oh, I like that we got. Uh, uh, are you familiar with O'Shea Jackson? I know the name. Yes. He he's uh well he was the the other contact guy. Uh, you see him at the end of the episode as well. He's Ice Cube's son, but he actually played Ice Cube oh. in the the movie Straight Outta Compton as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. He was in one of the King Kong Godzilla movies also, but. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. You know, you're getting a semi-famous actor in a role here. But these other two characters, the pilots come in and save the day at the end. Um, I know they were introduced earlier in the episode, but like when... Was Wade? Because I honestly thought... That's when when they, I, I, I need to go back and watch it because I'm like, I, when he died, I thought this Wade? Was, I thought this was Ice Cube's son. They got killed there. Like, I thought that was him. So I thought that mm. was like... Because I remember the woman, a woman. Uh, and like, so like, and then... But when we see him on like the ship, I'm like, huh? Didn't he just die? I'm like, yeah. who's Wade? Yeah, like, I don't know. There's not really a way to have meaningful deaths in this show so far because uh, six episodes, it's a long time. If you're looking at the, I mean, by the time this series is over, it's probably going to clock in around three and a half, four hours. I mean, so that would be like a Lord of the Rings movie, not a Star Wars movie, but that's a lot. So you have time to build characters, but it's just the, the way that these Disney shows are where you don't really have a regular cast. I mean, The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, you have like one character and even like your next biggest stars, like um, uh, what's her name? Who's Baby in Boba Yoda. Fett? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's her name. Um, no, the, the, uh, the Ming-Na Wen. woman. Uh, well, oh, yeah, Gina, Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah. And then even um, Ming-Na Wen. I mean, they are like the next biggest stars of The Mandalorian or Boba Fett, but like they mm -hmm. still will appear in maybe three episodes of a season. So yeah. you don't have like these main characters you're going to see every single week uh so when they kill people off it's typically somebody you were introduced to in one scene like the the jedi in episode one that died you know and uh now this would not wade please not wade no oh way. you took han solo from us and now you're gonna take wade like i'm surprised he wasn't sacred. going hey jimbo uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just uh different way it, 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 it's just uh a meaningless death. I I feel like they kind of overplayed it a little bit with, oh, and Wade didn't make it. But, and the whole audience is wondering, I don't know who Wade is. Come on. It's, it's like we talked about last week, like with like Zach Braff or anyone, like, you know, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you're going to get cast as a you know a piece of shit. But like, like yeah. seriously, like if, you, if you're an actor and you're like, oh my God, I made Obi-Wan. It's like, you will play Wade. You will be in one scene <laughs> yeah. and you will die. But like, I mean, we're talking about him right now. Like, so I mean, yeah. like, there you go. Like, like, like I, if I'm that actor, I'm forever going to be. I'm part of Star Wars lore. I died trying to rescue Obi-Wan. Well, I, I also like that, like, we'll get these characters popping. You never know when you're going to see somebody again. I mean, obviously, if they're casting well, Ming-Na Wen. Or, <laughs> exactly. Well, who well, knows? Grand Inquisitor? Star Wars. <laughs> He'll be the next Grand Inquisitor. That's what it's going to be. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, Ming-Na Wen, Gina Carano, Carl Weathers, like, you have these big stars. You know they're going to be sticking around for a while. But um, uh, well, you, you never saw when you were in Canada. You never saw the show Kim's Convenience, did you? No, I, I think I, I know. What was the one I watched an episode of? The one you always told me to watch, The Corner Gas. No, okay, I didn't oh, see Corner Kim's Gas. Yeah. yeah, 
Kim's Convenience was like the biggest sitcom of like the last couple of years. And that's what um, the, the guy who plays Shang-Chi came from. Um, so the show just ended, but the, the main star on that show who played um, uh, Shang-Chi guy's dad on that show, a hilarious comic actor. He had a cameo in The Mandalorian just as random pilot. And people flipped out over it where there's actually somebody who made a custom action figure of him. Just like the guy from Kim's Convenience. Did it, and it's just because he's a big Star Wars fan. They brought him back in an episode of Boba Fett. <laughs> a completely different show. They're just like, people love this cameo. Let's bring him back. So who knows? Maybe Mrs. Wade might even appear again. And we're going to get the backstory about Wade. My my friend, Jen, uh, who we've talked about in other episodes. Hello, um, Jen. Hello, Jen. I'm in a house right now. Um, So she, she's a big Zach Braff fan. You have consent? That I'm in a house? No, I just broke it. <laughs> She doesn't know I'm here. Shut up. It's her um, fault for leaving the key under the mat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, she's a Zach Braff fan, so I told her that she he was in last week. And then she said that apparently the co-star of Scrubs, like his best friend in Scrubs. Um, oh, yeah, remember his Donald name. Faison, yeah. Yeah, he's apparently, like, a bigger Star Wars fan. So she's, like, going, like, well, surely <laughs> he's got to appear in it. Like, how pissed off would he be? Because apparently they're still good friends to this day. So they'd be like, you and I, like, you know, I'd argue you're probably a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. But then all of a sudden I got cast in Star Wars and they're like, no, nah, not that other guy, though. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so poor old Donald Faison is probably just like, oh, why does that get cast and not me? Oh, yeah. He, he, you know, he could, he could be Wade's dad. Maybe yeah, we'll see him as Wade's dad. Who knows? He could um, be Wade Jr. Jr. Wade Jr. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not really much else to talk about. I mean, they rescued Leia. They moved on. Uh, any theories the, for next week? Well, I was going to say that I guess the plot twist was that I kind of like the whole thing that she's hacked the droid. And oh, that, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Lola. The tracking. Uh, can I just also point out, you know how they've got that weird little star wars thing at the beginning of each episode where it's kind of like the marvel thing where you've got you know like you see different droids and then it comes mm-hmm. up with star wars have yeah. you noticed they've added the the droid that they've added yeah. in this now yeah um, i caught that which i mean come on like just disney we get it every time you got to do something new you gotta have some cool little merchandise opportunity um mm-hmm. you you're locked in with fucking baby yoda all right like bb8 was cool for five minutes like i mean <laughs> I'm not a child, like, but I mean, like, I, I've never been tempted to buy any, like, Baby Yoda, sure. Everyone's b- drank the Baby Yoda Kool-Aid. But um, I've never been tempted to go, like, ah, oh, BB-8 or that weird vacuum droid from Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like, this droid, is it cool? No, that's fine. Um, I, it's, it's really just an excuse for them to get into the drone business. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to make the Lola drone and make you millions. Said, you sounded very uh, Charlie from the Santa Claus there. No, I think I'm going to get into the family the business. family business. Oh, <laughs> cringeworthy line. He's, is he in the Santa Claus TV show? I don't think he is because I, well, I mean, he might pop up, but I read the cast for that. Like they got Elizabeth Mitchell back yeah. and they have other kids. Like I guess, because she was pregnant Judy. or whatever in the third week. <laughs> Judy's going to be back. Um, but yeah, like they, they have other kids. So at, at the point in the, the new Santa Claus series is going to take place, he's got two other kids that are mm. already like teenagers or whatever. So that they might just be replacing Charlie. You got to have a Charlie cameo at some point. You can't they might, man, Judge Reinhold had better be in it. I was going to say, he's not doing much. Uh, I mean, Wendy Crewson, <laughs> that woman's amazing. But like, 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 I don't know if I want to watch it or not. Just because again, you know, I'm not a fan of the, the sequels for that. But anyway, uh, theories. Um... No, like I, I'm looking forward to next week because like I've I've always been an advocate that the penultimate episode of a TV series is is where it's at. Like it's yeah. usually, in my mind, ninety five percent of the time better than the finale. 
Um, so, because it's always setting up, it's dangling a carrot. Although, having said that, I did, of course, say that the, the uh, penultimate episode of Third Watch was the worst episode of Third Watch. So, anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I I hope we get, like, I, I, maybe they're saving Liam Neeson for the last episode. I don't know. But, like, it, it's got to, I feel we've got to get somewhere where it's going to be huge. Like, obviously, we can't have, like, a big plot twist, like, Obi-Wan's a hermaphrodite or something like that. Like, it's not going to be huge. <laughs> I, I, well, I did, I did read a theory during the week where it was, like, because apparently... I don't know if you knew this, but like back back in the day, like in the Return of the Jedi novel and some of the other now the um, canon that is now what the the fantasy series or whatever it's called, um, that uh, Lars Owen was actually Obi Wan's brother. Like, yeah, they, I think that was in the Revenge of the Sith novel. That no, he the was Return of the to... Jedi. I no, think sorry, Return was. of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah, Return of the Jedi novel. Yeah, because it was always implied that Obi Wan had a brother, but then it was always like loosely implied that Lars was a brother. So some people are saying that like when he's talking last week about, like, I think I had a brother, mm-hmm. that they might reveal this. And, like, I, had I, was a thinking, I was thinking about that, like, it wouldn't really ruin anything. Um, but at the same time, then that would mean that he is absolutely related to, well, his By stepbrothers of Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's... Like, I think, had you not done all the other stories since then, I would be okay with it. I remember around the time Phantom Menace was coming out and uh, wondering where they're going to address that. And then when uh, Attack of the Clones was coming out, there was a lot of talk about Obi-Wan and Owen. It's like, oh, aren't they supposed to be brothers? Then when George said, well, they're not brothers, everybody was still like, well, then they got to have some type of explanation, you know? Uh, but people have moved on from that. And particularly because we've just gone through Ray Skywalker. I mean, I don't want yeah. this to be like, I am Obi-Wan Skywalker. Um, I, I did like uh, the, there was one meme I saw like the the argument between Obi Wan and uh, Owen, which has basically become like the biggest Star Wars meme in history now. Uh, just like you taught his father thing, uh, where um, it, it's saying like, uh, uh, "Oh, uh, I'm going to assume the name of Ben Kenobi," and then Owen's like, "Don't you think you should change your name? I mean, they knew you as Kenobi." And it's like, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's not like you're going to be raising Luke as a Skywalker. And he goes, well, actually we've given him the name Skywalker. It's like, what? <laughs> but like, your name is Lars. <laughs> Why would you call him Skywalker? Good um, point. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I, I think I'm past the point of them needing to, to tie those two characters together. I think it would actually be even better if you use this to tease the audience and then he finds some other random brother. Wade is his brother. And he's like, I will avenge Wade. I will, Which, I will become you know, a strong Jedi again to avenge Wade. But you kind of said it before about how you don't always need to explain anything. And like, yeah, okay, you yeah. dangle a carrot of like, oh my God, you had a brother. But like, you, you know, I don't think there has ever been a massive call out for Obi-Wan backstory. You know what I mean? Like I think in, wasn't there a novelization of like Qui-Gon training Obi-Wan? Um, oh, a whole book series. Yeah, so, like, it's, I don't know, like, it's kind of like when we got the Solo movie. It's like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, we enjoyed the Solo movie, but, like, no one was crying out going, like, oh, my God, Han Solo, what did he do as a child? Like, I mean, it was, yeah. there are certain characters, like, you always wanted to know the Anakin story. You always wanted to know how he became Vader, but that's probably the only one. So, like, it's 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 fine. You can just have everyone going, like, oh, hello there, I had a brother. Like, I mean, like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, he had a family beforehand. Um, So, if, if anything what intrigued me most about that is the way like he gets there and he says like, Oh, Jedi are taken away quite young from their family. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a series in that, like investigating the ways of the Jedi, like stealing children. Like, I mean, you know, we're, we're, why aren't the Jedi being canceled? 
And, and I don't know if it was uh, the director, Deborah Chow, if it was one of the writers, uh, had an interview recently, and they talked about how they wanted to remain true to George Lucas's vision of Jedi should not have attachments. Because um, hmm. that was my big complaint going into you know, the, the sequel trilogy when everybody was talking about, Oh, Ray's going to be Luke's child. Ray's going to be Obi-Wan's granddaughter or whatever. I'm like, well, that, that does away with one of the best things about the prequels is like the Jedi shouldn't have the attachments, which really in a way is, is both, you know, good and bad for the Jedi. I mean, it led to Anakin's downfall and everything, but uh, like, we're going to set that up again. Uh, I think that that's why it's important. Like you said, that it should just be like, yeah, you're taking from your family's young. It's, it's, it's establishing what Jedi are. And it also, I think, I think that that line is probably there so that you can you can have it make sense later on why Obi-Wan wouldn't tell Luke about Leia. Because again, yeah. then she's an attached, because he even says it, 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 that would be a threat to Anakin. It's a threat to Luke as well. So I, I always thought that that whole idea about attachments was very important for the Jedi. And to just have me like, oh, I got a brother. Oh, I will say um, uh, just, I, just in line with how this, can be told while keeping with George Lucas, like don't have attachments is bad. Uh, the only time I think there was ever written in any of the novels about somebody kind of reassuming their, their past history. I don't know if we mentioned this in the attack of the clones recap is uh, there was a novel that came out uh, before attack of the clones or just after called dark rendezvous, which is maybe my, my favorite star Wars novel uh, where it's about not the backstory account Dooku, but it's basically it's, it's, sets up Count Duke and it shows him as a character and they explain about how when he left the Jedi Order, he learned that he came from like this royal family and he went back to reassume his identity. That's why he's known as Count Dooku in the others. He was never, this is Jedi Master Count Dooku. It's just Jedi Master Dooku. So him assuming that Count was sort of just showing like, oh, this guy's, he's going back to these attachments. You know, that's not a good thing. So you do that with Obi-Wan and you're, you're probably going to wreck him for good. We have to have Obi-Wan go from being the failed Jedi to being the, the master Jedi again in another 10 years. And I, and I still think, and I said this last week, to me, it just, that scene is more about, like, that that just retcons layers, I remember my mother. Like, you yeah. know, like, I remember her face. Like, because again, like, we're kind of seeing here that the Jedi can kind of have these, like, you know, like, and he literally says, like, I remember my mum's shawl and I remember my dad's, I don't know what he said, dick or something like that. I remember, like, my... <laughs> what was his dad doing? <laughs> having sex with his mother. Um, <laughs> with her, with like, her shawl. <laughs> I remember a baby. I think I had, like, it's just, it's kind of just like, it's fleeting little memories. Yeah. And to me, that explains later in Return of the Jedi. Like, I remember yeah. my mother's blah, 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 blah. Uh, one thing just, I will clearly want to point out, what's her name? Vivian Lyra Blair, little Leia. Yeah. She's great. She's so good. Oh, like, amazing. I just, the way she was, like, handling that interrogation. And the scene at the end when she grabs Obi-Wan's hand. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, props to her. Like, uh, you know I'm one to bash on children. We just did that with Maisie in Fallen Order. <laughs> uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Kingdom. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the crossover you didn't know you needed. Jurassic World and Star Wars. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Um, Raptors with a lightsaber. Um, it's the name of my new band coming this fall. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I I like her. She's good. Um, so it's kind of, that. yeah, been the biggest surprise of this series that we've had little baby Leia. So, because yeah. um, I'm assuming we all thought this would be little baby Luke. We've only seen baby Luke yeah. once. Yeah, they even released it in the trailer just to tease the audience. Yeah. Um, I feel we're going to get one scene with uh, Obi-Wan and baby Luke because, like... Oh, guaranteed. Because we know Luke knows because, like, you know, I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. Like, so they mm-hmm. obviously know each other. So I, I want to get one scene with um, Obi-Wan and baby Luke by the end of this. Well, yeah, and we're, we're obviously not going to just leave it. I mean, he has to go back to Tatooine. We know that. 
So we're, they also have never said that they're going to have a second season with this. I mean, that's the yeah. other thing when you're talking about the penultimate episode, why next week's going to be so good. Um, typically when you have a show that, you know, you're getting another season of, you're probably going to tie everything up. And then the finale is just another, they're going to save something. But if next week is like so earth shattering, we're like, Oh, where do you go from here? That means we're probably getting another season. Uh, but one way or the other, well, I, I think Ewan McGregor said he's open to it, which in my mind, I mean, Disney's all about not necessarily Kathleen Kennedy. Disney is all about well, let's make money. I mean, they're already talking about a Boba Fett season two. Really? I, Wait, yeah. Disney's about making money? Yes, you, you, you think? <laughs> but uh, I, I think it might be a couple of years, but I, I kind of have a feeling that we'll come back to this and they're going to leave it open. But with, here's the other thing. It's not even going to be like we're going to get an ending of this series where it's like, oh, cliffhanger for season two. If we get one of those, then we know there's another season coming. But like we have to have some type of ending that that okay, we're going to pick up with this guy in another 10 years and he's going to be gray and old and, uh, you know, Which very Alec I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Like, of course, I would love to see more of this, but it's like, it's just the way they advertise it, like a limited series. Like, it's like, well, just come out and we, just be like, Obi-Wan, you know, the yeah. season one or something like that. But like, it's just a weird the way they advertise it as a limited series, which implies it's just going to be a six part, you know, mm-hmm. series. And like, I, I again, if they wrap it up and they do it well enough, I'd be completely fine with just a one season over one season because like again as you said it could just eventually essentially be like a three four hour movie you know which is what yeah. we're getting nowadays with movies anyway so mm-hmm. <laughs> i also don't know i can't remember the episode we might have seen like in the distance but we haven't really gotten aunt baru and she was listed in the cast for this so yeah there's well, probably yeah there's... much in the uh prequels either so <laughs> yeah exactly one line uh what is it like i'm baru or something like that <laughs> hi uh, no no I'm it's baru. It's not even that because Owen introduced her. This is my girlfriend, Brew, and she goes, hello. That's literally her only line in two movies. Hello. Well, we talked a lot about her, didn't we, in the prequels because I remember, yeah. like, like, who is she, this woman? She's Australian. so She's, she's like yeah. a singer more than an actress or something like that. She was in Blue Healers and Stingers. Um, she was in Blue is the Warmest Stealer? What? She was in Blue Healers and Stingers. Oh, Blue Healer Stealers. Okay. Uh, can't sure, wait to cover okay. that one. Yep. <laughs> Limited series. Um I don't know if you want to buy this, rent this, bin it. I actually thought about renting this one just because compared to the first three episodes, it is just the throwaway one. But like, it's still so fun to see you and McGregor, especially seeing him with a lightsaber. We saw him last week scared. That's what I really love this week is we get to see him using his powers. He uses like the, I'm going to distract these guys, the, the, the cool force power of holding the water back and just mm. deflecting all the, 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 the blaster shots. So getting to see him a little bit closer to Obi-Wan is enough that I, I think it's gonna be hard for me to not buy anything this season, but this would be a lower buy if I were to rank them. We should mention we didn't actually buy rental bin last week, but off air, we both bought both episodes last week. All three. Just- yeah, three. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm still buying it. Like, cause it's it's again. I think as you say, like it's we're watching freaking Ewan McGregor and Obi Wan, you know, with a lightsaber walking around doing shit. Like, it's kind of like if this was just Mandalorian or you know something like that. Like, it might not be a buy, but like you know, we're still seeing these characters. We're still doing it, and it's not done in a way where you're like rolling your eyes, going like, oh, why are we here? They look mm-hmm. so old. This is shit. Um, so yeah, no, I'm still buying it. It's. I mean, if you ranked the four episodes, this is probably the lowest. Um, but it was still entertaining. I was never bored. Um, and you know, uh, I really like Moses Ingram in this episode. I really like little baby Leia. Vader's one scene was good. Uh, um, Rip Wade. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, of all the great Star Wars deaths, Wade's death is going to be up there. So you're always going to remember this episode. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm buying it. 
All right. And then we'll be back next week for episode five. Uh, and then after that, six. Uh, but the next time you're going to hear us, we're going to be talking about what? Jurassic World Dominion, which, what are we, what time are you seeing it tonight? Uh, I will be seeing it in T minus 10 and a half hours. So do you see it at seven as well? Seven. Well, seven, 10. So you, I don't know, let's see, because I know this thing I'm going to, this Q&A, they are live streaming that across, like, are you what? Are you, you don't have AMC in Canada though, do you? No, so, no, we got Cineplex. Right, so okay, so this is a AMC thing, so I didn't know if they were going to like be live streaming there, so mine's at seven, um, but like, the first 20 minutes is the Q&A, so um, yeah, so yeah, I'm seeing it basically the same time as you. I'm going to have a crooked neck from seeing IMAX in the front row, but I'll be licking Jeff Goldblum. So, um, take lots yeah, of pictures. I'm already going to like plan and see it again on the weekend, but uh, Oh God, like, like if they say like no pictures, no, for, I'm just going to be like, fuck it, kick me out. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'll just go buy a ticket to the next session. I took a photo of Jeff Goldblum. He knows I got kicked out when like, yeah. if they're dragging me out, I'm like, I love you, Jeff. Like <laughs> he'll remember me as a random guy getting dragged out. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting. I get to lick Jeff Goldblum tonight. Now, I I I, I doubt you've read. I haven't really read any reviews for this. I, but have I you don't want to see anything. Every time I see anything remotely saying I saw them, I just I skip it. I don't want to know if it's bad, good, or anything. I, I want to be okay. completely surprised. Because yeah, there's been some surprising. Um, uh, I know you said it had I've like eighty eight percent or something last week when we did. Um, it's. Fallen. Kingdom, but, yeah, yeah, the the, uh, the overseas eighty eight percent. Obviously, now we got the North American reviews, but uh, I won't give anything away. I, don't, I just, uh, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like I used to always read reviews going in, but it's just, it's like I'll read them all once I've watched it. But it's just, it's more of a case of something like this, or like a Star Wars or a Bond, like even No Time to Die. I didn't look at anything. Oh, clearly, <laughs> um, but like it's, it's, it's one of these ones where I'm like, no, I don't want to go into it going like, oh, all the reviews are bad. Like, you know, <laughs> this is going to suck. Like, or like, oh, all the reviews are brilliant. Like, I mean, that worked out well for The Last Jedi. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going completely unsure. And all I know, it's like, what, two hours and 59 fucking minutes? Yeah, like, it's a long one. Jesus, if there's no Nick Van Owen cameo, I'm I'm, I'm doing <laughs> I just watch Charlie or Barney, Barney the dinosaur. I, I like, like it's like, like I, I guess it comes down to like, yeah, we've got our big three back. And I, I, when I re-listened to the Jurassic Park ones, I know I think it was in one of our Fallen Kingdom reviews. We were like, there's no way they can't bring them back. And like, well, they've brought them back. But like, honestly, like I would be so happy if they just had a random like Vince Vaughn appearance, Julianne Moore, like even fucking like Taylor Leone or like William H Macy. Even literally, like, the, the dumb parents from Jurassic World. I'm, like, halfway through. I'm mm. finally out to the last one, Jurassic World, because I'm not going to do Fallen Kingdom again. But, like, I'm kind of, like, watching Jurassic World going, like, yeah, okay, this is still not brilliant. But, like, I'm enjoying this more now watching this. Like, I hate the little kids in this movie, but, like, bring them <laughs> back. Like, because they're Claire's freaking nie- uh, nephews. So, like, yeah, exactly. Like, direct connection. So, I'm always down for random cameos. Like, and, like, this is the thing, like, with, with Malcolm... I want them to explain it. Like, yeah, I married Sarah. We're still together. Kelly's grown up. Like, you know, like it's been 25 years. So, like, I know the whole joke in the first movie is like, I'm always on the lookout for an ex-Mrs. Malcolm. So, like, maybe they could just do a part. Oh, yeah, Sarah and I never worked out. We're onto, like, you know, couple number 12 now. I don't know. Like, This is my new wife, Taylor Leone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know where I was going with that. The point is, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's a Jurassic Park movie, so of course I'm looking forward to it. Just don't fuck it up. Um, they did have on NBC this uh, hour-long special, like it was called Jurassic Park to Jurassic World, which 
it was it was kind of pointless. I mean, I thought they'd show some behind the scenes stuff of the new movie, some teasers, of the new movie. Uh, really, what it was was about an hour of montages of clips. And you did have um, Laura Dern and Sam Neill's like sitting next to each other, watching scenes from the original movie and kind of reacting to that. They did the same thing with Bryce Dallas Howard and um, Chris Pratt. Uh, the only disappointment is like they didn't show. I mean, they showed clips, but they didn't have anybody talking about the lost world. And again, I'm not a big lost world fan, but like the lost world, Jurassic park three got several things where they rewatched scenes. They even did the river, the river, uh, but like nothing. And then at the end, they bring Jeff Goldblum in and they kind of ask like, what's the most common line. Uh, one of the best things they had in there was what is the most common line that, um, uh, people quote to you and Jeff Goldblum says life finds a way in the Sam Neill's like I just want it to be known for everybody out there that I said that line too okay that's half mine <laughs> I um I, I mean that's the thing like when it comes to a franchise like this where I mean I, you know to me the greatest movie of all time is Jurassic Park and the other ones are just there so like but like I that's where I also like going to my point about like mentioning characters or whatever I, I hope they don't like I hope they don't just tie this in and retcon it with all just like old stuff from the original movie, like, oh, we haven't seen each other and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, no, like, canon is that Ellie and, and Grant still were talking to each other in 2001. So, like, have a passing reference of, like, you know, oh, we haven't seen each other since, like, we rescued you from that time you were on Isla Sauna. Or, like, yeah, the thing I was actually noticing, like, and this is one thing which would be interesting, Malcolm and Grant have not, at least in the movies, seen each other since the first mm-hmm. movie. So, like, like you get like Jurassic Park 3 where Grant's kind of all like, you know, like, oh, did you read Malcolm's book? So, like, there's always been this distaste still between Grant and Malcolm. And in rewatching yeah. the original, you always get that. You, they're never buddies. They're never friends. Mm-hmm. They kind of dislike each other a little bit. So, like, that's where, like, I kind of think it would be cool to have a conversation with these two where, like, Grant might be like, oh, so, you know, you let a T-Rex loose in San Diego. Like, I've never talked to you about that. Like, you know, like, things like that, which would be kind of cool. I hope they don't completely ignore the lost world in Jurassic Park 3 and just be like, yeah. hey, the first movie in the Jurassic World franchise, those other two didn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. Like, it'd be um, cool if, like, like, a Spinosaurus shows up and Grant's like, oh, I remember that one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, like, a T-Rex. Like, maybe that, like, literally have a seat in San Diego with the T-Rex. And Malcolm's <laughs> like, there's something weirdly familiar about this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was, the, in the marketing for Fallen Kingdom, they, like, talked about the San Diego incident. So, like, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's not like they're ignoring it. And we know that Fallen Kingdom was basically a homage to the Lost World. So, and that will be, like, that's my thing. If I get a chance to ask Jeff Goldman a question, I'm going to talk, I want to ask about the Lost World. Like, give it more love. So... Yeah, I hope that they at least don't completely forget The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 if they're going to be tying everyone into each other. Uh, You'll be able to hear whether they do or not if you listen to our spoiler-free reviewed for free or our spoiler review that you can pay for. Uh, So you sign up for Patreon, you can hear spoiler reviews. We've already done one for Doctor Strange. We're also going to do a spoiler review for this. Even if there's no spoilers, we're still going to do a spoiler review because we want to- Don't kill any of them. They better not kill any of the original (laughs) three. Kill off yeah. Brady. Kill off Bra- Actually, don't kill, kill off, off Maisie. Parker. Kill off Maisie. Come on. <laughs> that, Nobody that, that, cares. Dodson. No, you know Dodson and Wu were dying. Um, <laughs> but like, please don't kill off any of the original three. Like, I've just got a feeling they're gonna kill one of them off. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, this isn't Star Wars. It's not like Harrison Ford. Like, I'll just kill me off. You knew he was yeah. gonna die. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but like, no, like, don't kill off Moff. Come on. Uh, kill Chris Pratt. I mean, does anybody really yeah. care? <laughs> Sacramento, seriously. Like, I, like, I'm not down on him like you are, but, like, he's just there. But, like, if you're going to have to kill one of the characters off, kill him off. I reckon black um, uh, Chris Pratt's going to die. Like, they're bringing him oh, back. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so, the, like, the sidekick. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so we'll see you in about 24 hours to talk about uh, Dominion. I keep wanting to call it Fallen Kingdom. I don't know why. Uh, D- D- Jurassic Dominion World Kingdom. Dominion. Spoiler and spoiler free. Give us your money. Um, my name is Colin. Uh, please, no, not Wade. And my name is Ben, and I let them go. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.